I missed you so much last week. Well, I I feel like such a a dummy face. That's the harshest word I think I'm allowed to say on our podcast for yes. kind of jinxing us and saying we hadn't missed any podcasts. And then before you know it, the World Championship comes here and we we missed our first ever podcast. Or had you ever done one before where you recorded a quick audio saying, hey, we'll be back next week? No, there was, to be honest with you, I didn't want to spoil your or burst your bubble the other week when you're like, we had never missed one. We did plan out over the holidays last year, like a New Year's, we're taking the week off for R&R. But besides uh-huh. that, we had never done one. The shortest one we did, we did like an eight minute episode one time when you were like on a boat or something in yeah. some far off country. But besides that, we had never done it. Now, I will say I had a it actually took me 20 minutes to record 60 seconds of audio because I did. I don't know if you listened to the last week. I, I didn't. Mini. I didn't. Oh, it's glorious. I, I I recorded this thing over and over and over again, and it took just as long as us recording a podcast. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> because I wanted it to be perfect. I kept me- oh, I, I kept messing up um, when I was when I would say the World Chess Championship, Carwana versus Carlson, and I would keep messing up the <laughs> names and i wanted to say carvey car or carlson carwana and i would right. i would start to car like i would start blending their names t- together like carl carl wana yeah. and things carl uh, car- wanelson carl wanelson yeah so um but it was good it's a, it's pretty solid so i do apologize it, it wasn't danny's fault 100 percent. i want to make sure this is very clear that this was uh 50 50 Maybe even more on my end. My day got swamped. I planned some time. Danny planned some time. Then meetings happened. And, you know, life happens, Danny. Life yeah. happens. No, I feel like it's more, it was more my fault because I was also so wrapped into this. I forgot that I, I probably should have proactively reached out for you even the day before. But I, I didn't. And all of a sudden, it was the day before. Like, I should have reached out on Monday or Tuesday. But all of a sudden, it was, it was Wednesday. And you're like, oh, I can only record during this time. And I'm like, uh, uh. I'm like, I can't. So then it became a, well, we have no choice, but, to, but to bounce, but Hey, you know what? I think, um, I think our listeners are, everyone's going to be okay. I've, I've heard everyone's going to be okay. Yeah. Everyone's so, going to be okay. Everyone's going to um, be okay. Well, I don't so know yeah, about how, how is your week. I want to know what's going on in your life. I need you to take me out. We can get back to car V car and, you know, some really amazing things happening, I think, in the chess world right now. And we've been pretty fortunate to, to have a lot of people tuning in. So I'm excited to share that news. But I want to know, I want you to take me out of World Championship. And I just want you to put me on your couch next to you and just talk to me about real life. I need it. Take Danny out tonight. Yeah. He wants to know what's happening in my life. life. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah. I mean, this week has been absolutely bonkers um the last few weeks in in my entire life have just been really really crazy uh there's a lot of things that i can't yet talk about we can talk off air about Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i had some family move into town which is very exciting uh my entire life has been re re experiencing and exploring my city through my eyes of um my loved ones that are moving to this to the city. So some siblings yeah. of mine are moving to the city. So we got I, I spent more time with my sister this last weekend than I have in like years, like her and her husband. So they are here now and 
the best part, it was this. So when you have people that move, they don't have to be moving across the country, but they could just be moving. Mm-hmm. And you have those friends uh, or family members that are like, hey, like I'm moving. You know, can you just spare a few hours? You know, just help me move my entire life from house to house, you know, and carry around dressers and beds and all these belongings. Right. And uh, I learned about five years ago that when I mean, I learned that, that you would when, rather you'd rather pay for a mover than do it. This is correct, because <laughs> once you ask somebody, once you do it or you ask someone immediately, if they say yes, then at that point. Uh, you are in debt to them to moving them. So right, but this is just the code. That's it's that's just the normal. code. Yeah. So so now what I do is I, I just hire movers and get it done. But when you're moving across the country, you don't really have that um, that laxness, you know, really in general. So um, the cool part here was I needed to pick up my my sister and her, and her husband from the airport. Now I have a smart car, so I really couldn't pick them up in the smart car because there's yeah, two of them yeah. and they have cats. You shouldn't refer to your smart car as the smart car. You should call her by name or call him by name. Ty. So I picked up Ty. Ty. I was in Ty. So I was like, okay, I'll rent a little car to go and we'll go pick them up. And um, it was kind of perfect timing because they had their big truck that was coming and all the things. And I'm like, cool, like I'm gonna drop you off and. I got to go back to work like deuces, right? Like, like they were unloading everything with their friends. I'm like, ah, sorry, I got to go. I got, I got to yeah. not be in this situation. Um, so I avoided, I avoided that, but they had friends that were helping. So I didn't feel too bad about it. And maybe people are like, oh, you're a terrible brother. But I mean, I didn't want to. No, that, so. no, you're not. In fact, I can, as somebody who has been wrapped in the world of moving myself and others for the last couple of weeks, because so Sean and I moved into um, right in the same neighborhood, but I told you we were moving into a bigger house, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so told me that finally, you were moving, and I got wind from other um, family members from my second family about the situation because I didn't actually know what was happening. But from a little birdie, told yeah. told me a little bit more info. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we bought our our mother in law's house. I but we bought Shauna's mom's house, which had been used previously as an Airbnb, but it's just a much better um, house within our area from, you know, kind of the, the small, the small, um, the small availability of houses that we wanted to choose from. And so we were pretty psyched about it. Um, And, um, but because I also was traveling during pretty much the entire month of October from the Isle of Man to TwitchCon and then came back to us, kind of redoing the whole office to prepare for what is basically a full studio for the world chess championship. It has been just like moving things nonstop and then committing to the fully dysfunctional move. Meaning like when I'm off hours, I'm doing everything I can to move this couch there or move that there. Right. And, um, so on the one hand, because it was kind of a family situation and Kathy's stuff was out of there, it was pretty easy for us to take our time. We didn't even have to be in a rush or hire movers on a specific day. We got like, all right, we'll just kind of do this at our own leisurely rate. And in hindsight, doing it again, I should have just paid no matter what the cost. I don't care how much money <laughs> I should have paid for somebody else to do it all in a single day. And for my wife to just kind of bark out orders and be like, this goes there, that goes there. But I just... I don't want to do that. I have like this weird thing about me where like, even if you want to do the calculation of how much your time is worth, right? Like, like I, I don't want to ever hire a lawn guy. I love mowing the lawn. I love it. Okay. It gives my OCD immediate satisfaction. It's one of the few things I can do and immediately feel like I, like I exist for a reason. Okay. Mm, yep. Um, Like 
I I wanted to move everything. I'm like, no, honey, we'll do it. I'm just going to do it. And on off day, it's going to be great. We're going to save money. And then you won't be stressed about other people coming in and touching our stuff. And I said that as if she's stressed about it, right? Even though I'm the one who's really stressed about it. Because like once somebody else touches my bed, like can I ever sleep in that thing again? No, you know? never, never. Yeah, obviously, right? And, and so these this is the way my complete insane brain works is I wanted to do everything myself. And, but then of course I couldn't do it all myself. So I'm also like pulling on my brother here, my buddy there. And then after doing that, uh, other people were moving in the area too. It became this like perfect storm where people were like, well, since you're already moving this guy with a truck and a trailer, could you come help me move this desk out of storage mm-hmm. and do, and it became a, um, that's what I've been doing in the off shows. And then Robert Hess shows up my, uh, my co-commentator, my co-pilot for the world chess championship. Awesome. Not only has he been awesome on screen, but he has been awesome off screen because I've basically thrown him fully into my family dysfunction. <laughs> like he Beautiful. has helped me. He has helped me move furniture and hang shelves. And I'm like, Robert, you know, you got to watch the kids for a minute so I can go get this. And like, you know, he's just loving it. So um, so I'm totally with you. And now that I've done it yet again, I also agree that there's no mover too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So. There, there is no mover too expensive. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no mover expensive enough to, to make it happen. Yeah. Well, there is no mountain. Yeah. Good. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So it's, it's, it's a good point, right? So it's, we, we made it happen. I, we, at the end of the day, I got my, my sister all moved in all good to go, like real, real positive across the board. And we, you know, got to show her the city, right? So we got to walk around, got to see the views. We got to see the troll. We got to get some beers. We got to do all this stuff. So the weekend was like this really refreshing. The week was terrible. Everything, everything about the week was terrible. And then this real refreshing, like after work, got to hang out, got to do all the things. Uh, and it was real exciting. Uh, and the, the most interesting part too, of all of it is this is like inside family baseball, but um, I was talking to my mom the other day and, and I was like, oh, now you'll have more kids out in Seattle. So you definitely have to come and visit us. Right. And my parents had come out once to, to visit in Seattle. And, um, this was like seven, six years ago, like once, like right after I moved here and my mom goes, oh, that'd be great. Like, we'll definitely come and see you. We'll definitely come and visit Portland. And I'm like, uh, what, uh, what, what happened? What, what did Seattle do to you? Like, I don't understand what happened. So like, like I don't live in Portland, Portland. And so I was like, oh, you have to come to Seattle. And, and they're like, we'll come to Portland. And I was like, you've never even been to Portland. And like, <laughs> like what, what is, what is happening? It's like, it's like, cool. Like, Hey, like we're just, we're moving to Austin. Cool. We'll see you. We'll see you in Alaska. Yeah. Like, we're moving to Austin. Hey, I'll, I'll catch you in Phoenix, buddy. Catching yep. Phoenix, cool. Bye. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what happened there. So but the whole weekend, I was making all these puns and all these jokes about, and uh, you know, we're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to make some trips down to Portland if we want to see our parents yep. ever again. Yep. Um, hey, like you just start randomly throwing out different cities. Hey, honey, I'm gonna catch up with you in Houston next week. Um, yep. See ya you know. over in Boston. That'll be fun. See ya. Oh you my know. god. Got a busy Sounds like work. a country song. Yeah, like a country song where like some tragedy where like, you know, he was in Austin, she went to Portland and so they missed each other, you know, by Mm -hmm. the wrong going to the wrong city, which happens to everybody. Normal. It's normal that people just go to the wrong city all the time. Um, Wow. Well, that's pretty funny. Um, But I'm glad you and your sister got together. It is kind of cool when you have a new person move into the area. They kind of help you appreciate things that you had previously just been taking for granted, mainly because... 
you know, you've lived there forever and maybe there was that list of things you wanted to do when you were first in Seattle that you never did. Then the new person comes there and you're like, oh, yeah. Or, or, you know, you did it once and now you got to do it again. That's pretty cool. We had that experience recently with uh, uh, Aaron. um, Our producer moved to town. And so him and his uh, newlywed bride are here now and Mm. uh, asking questions about things to do and so it makes me appreciate that I have to take a second and be like, well, what can you do here? Uh, <laughs> what is you know, in this city? What is going what on? What is in this city? What is available? And what have I done with my kids? And so, but anyway, but yeah, man, so, you know, I'm just going to give a lot of but anyways, because it doesn't mean anything, but you know. Well, I, I'm sure that you're the ultimate tour guide anyways, because you've been there the, your entire life. I, I think so. I think I'm yeah. pretty good. Plus... But I'm also like I've become the seasoned tour guide where I think I used to be more unbiased and kind of be like, here's all the options. I'm not going to give you my bias over what's good and what's bad because, I, you know, now I'm like, yeah, don't even waste your time with that, mm-hmm. you know, or like yeah. if they ask about something like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Or pretty much the only thing me and my kids do is we like to go to this natural hike here everywhere. Else. And then I'm, I start realizing, like, maybe I should be a little bit less jaded about things I like and don't like about where I live. But uh Anyway, yeah, be you gotta be honest with yourself. Yeah, you gotta be honest with yourself. And to be honest, it was it was pretty cool. Like we were like, oh, let's um let's have you over for brunch and we'll go hiking on Sunday. And then I realized they didn't have their car yet, and we just have Ty, so we can't really drive four people in Ty. That would be chaotic. So we came over. We did like a big big brunch, all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I don't really think it'd be great for us to go hiking, but let's go urban hiking. We'll just walk through, we'll hike, AKA walk around the city. That's I'm calling it urban. We'll find a, a street that goes uphill. Too bad you don't live in San Francisco. Then that's, then that's a real thing. I only live in a city that was built on hills. Right. That's but called Seattle. Not like San Francisco though. Um, well, I mean, that's a good question. What city is hillier? I, I think that Seattle is perhaps hillier than San Francisco. Is it the what? hilliest? What is the hilliest <laughs> let's, city? Let's, let's, let's figure out. In the United States. Because I thought I was being smart when I said it's not San Francisco. I mean, I knew Seattle had hills, but I didn't think you guys, frankly, even compared. So the fact that this is even a discussion means I'm definitely wrong at this point. So I'm wrong. Now the only question is, are you wrong? Or is Seattle not quite as hilly as San Francisco? So there's a poll on northwesthikers.net, which is um, northwesthikers.net, where the action is. Subscribe now. (laughs) There's literally a survey that says, what is the hilliest city? So there's maybe not statistics that I'm finding, but um, San Francisco has the top votes followed by Seattle, then Pittsburgh. I don't know why Pittsburgh is in there, but yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was wrong. And Seattle is a pretty good urban hike. So that was a real thing for you to do with your sister. We did. In fact, uh, I we did 14,000 steps, which was pretty good around the city. I didn't do elevation. How did you, how'd you my... measure that? Was it a, a, a Fitbit or an, or an Apple Watch? I, I have a just on my phone on Google Fit, which is. Oh, your Google Fit. My Google Fit. Okay. My Got Google it. I didn't know if it was Fit. a Garmin. Fit. I mean, because each one of those, you know. I mean, I know you've heard about the Garmin, right? The half step thing. Don't don't ever forget to carry the one. Yeah, you get. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yes, always correct. carry the one. Yeah. So they they have fancier phones. They're like iron people and all that stuff, right? But yeah, no, it doesn't do the elevation gain in this one. But I would have been. I'd be curious to to know that. But uh, 
Yeah, I mean, that was just the 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 start of it. Uh, last week, you were like, "What did you do last week?" I joined a gym, Danny. You you joined a gym like for realsies, a gym, not just like a a real gym, like, like a, not just like an online newsletter that gives you nutrition tips. Oh, I did that too, of course. You know, that's the because <laughs> no. I've heard people say they joined a gym and that's what it was. Like, I yeah, well, it's actually not a gym; it's uh, more of a physical, a fitness trainer. I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, what kind of trainer? Well, it's not really like a personal trainer. It's more like a general, um, like class where everyone gets advice. Oh yeah, what kind of class is it? Well, it's it's not exactly a class. It's kind of a um, it's kind of like a newsletter. You know, <laughs> I've literally had that sort of trail of conversation. So yeah, yeah, I, know, I I legitimately joined gym, and the best part about joining this gym is that. So we have like at Microsoft, we have a nice uh, benefit where we get reimbursed for our stay fit credit. So if you you know are buying things to cycle or to run or gym memberships, you can get reimbursed for that up to a certain dollar amount, which is pretty nice. You know, keep your employees healthy. And uh, so I went in and I'm like, well, it's almost the end of the year. I got to burn through these things because I have not used any of these all year. I've been as unhealthy as I could be. So I go in and I go, I would like. I would like to buy a full one year membership, not that auto renewing shenanigans, you yeah. know, put that auto renewal on baby. Yo, you ought to renew that bleep. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, nah, fam. Nah, give me, I was like, I would like to give you all of the money now. And then when it's over, it's over. You know, I don't want to be in that situation where it's a friend's episode where I can't quit the gym and all that stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty okay just quitting the gym. But I went in and, and you could see immediately, I, I go in and they're like, oh, how can I help you? And I'm like, I would like to join the gym. And they're like, oh, that'd be great. We have this monthly membership. And I go, I would like the full one year prepaid membership. And they go. And I've pulled out all the cash necessary for this. <laughs> and I would right. like to pay in check. Um, right. No, and I was just going to do the, yeah, just pay in full. And they go. Oh, I get. I guess we can help you with that. Uh-huh. Like they, oh I, man, you're not going to be one of those slaves to our pyramid scheme, you know? Exactly. They um, got they got real awkward and upset, but they took my money. That's the thing. It's like I would like yeah. to give you money if you don't want my at money. At least it's at least it's still America, you know. Yeah. So at least you still have that going for you. I I love that your I love that your company does that. Like maybe my company should do that. Maybe Chess.com should have a fitness plan. I don't know if we can afford that. You should um, look into it because I, it's probably there's probably some tax benefit to it at some point. Uh, and right. and H. Diggity's company does it as well. But they do it a little bit different. They have a they have some certain ones. I think they're trying to expand it. It was like, oh, they'll pay for your lift pass like in the winter. Uh, or if you want to do a summer thing, they'll pay for some something. But ours is like eight hundred dollars um, and you just get reimbursed. You have to submit the ticket. And then, um, or we have gyms around Seattle where you could forego the $800 and just get that gym membership. Um, but I don't live close to Redmond where our campus is at. So I'm like, I'll just join this gym. So I did that and also got some other things so I can ride on my bicycle in the rain, but that's cool. I mean, it's awesome. It's a nice little incentive. Yeah. And it's, it's not tons of money. So they're not giving us thousands of dollars, but for me, I wouldn't have joined the gym if I didn't have this membership. Like $700 to join a gym for a year is very expensive. I just don't have that. I'll yep. go run outside. But the yep. only reason I did this is because of this credit. So it's kind of that nice thing. Right. It is really incentivizing. So Yeah. No, that's really cool. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. 
Well, I like I said, okay. Anyway, that's, that's how many anyways have I done? That three, three or four, three anyway. or four. Yeah. So, well, you know, I think it's time, Danny. I think it's time that we talk. All right, let's about... pivot. Let's have the talk. Everyone has the talk at some point. So, what are your questions so far about the World Chess Championship? Um, my questions so far are, um, how come you don't have Nakamura on more often? <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's a great question. Um, and I, I can answer that in the one way, which is we will definitely have him more often. Part of the reason is that these like top grandmasters are pretty busy. Yeah. And so even with the world championship going on, like our, our chess world stops, you know, me and you can't get enough of Carl Magnuson and, uh, um, Carlson Fab, Fabuena, you know, um, we, we can't get enough, but these other top professionals, they still got to travel and play. Yeah. And so Hikaru just got back from India. He was playing in Calcutta at the Tata Steel event. And then, uh, you know, guys like MBL and uh, Ronian, who is going to be joining us later. Um, they, they were at, uh, they, they were in China. So um, that's part of it. And even though Hikaru sometimes gives me grief for the fact that, oh, you should have me as a commentator more often. Every time I try to like tell him, yeah, I'll have you as a commentator he's kind of hard to get a hold of and hard to get to hard. I have a hard time pinning him down. Right. Mm. So, so I will throw Hikaru under the bus a little bit based on the fact that he's busy, but he is good. A lot of people really, really loved his commentary um, in game eight. And uh, by the time this comes out, he'll have also done game 10. So, you know, he's just bananas. He's just bananas fast in terms of his ability to see things. It's, it's just crazy. Um, yeah. He came on with a great microphone. People enjoy that. He had a great microphone. Uh, and yep. I was watching this morning. So we're recording right after game eight. Uh, and I came on and you're like, Oh, we're going to have Nakamura on for a little bit. And like three hours later, like he's still, I know. On. and I was like, he wow. stole the show. He, he, he stole the show, which was great. I mean, Honestly, Robert and I were talking afterwards, like sometimes it isn't the same pace we would normally have where I think Robert and I would really enjoy opportunities to break down some of this stuff more slowly for I think most of our audience. Most of our audience can't follow Hikaru, but that doesn't ex that doesn't stop them from loving Hikaru because that's exactly. one of the funny things about Twitch. Twitch is like this funny community where like, let's say Robert and I like could like focus really hard on everything we're explaining being something that we know could actually be applied to your chest and actually be digestible. People on Twitch, like just really love watching the best in the world. Talk about stuff, even if they can't understand it. Oh, I agree. Right. They just love watching people that are badass at what they do. And they just love that. And so I, I think the tempo of us as we went got even better because I think Robin and I were able to sort of interject a little bit more about, you know, some of the little things that maybe people could put in their pocket and take home. And Hikaru was still able to just, you know, really set the tone with how, how incredibly fast he is. Honestly, the way he sees the game is, you know, the, probably the only person who's as fast a calculator as Hikaru is Magnus Carlsen. I mean, he's just, he's just that good. Yeah, um, I was blown away. I mean, what I thought was intriguing here is that you b somehow aligned it perfectly to bring Nakamura on because Carwana took 45 minutes for a single move. Now, I want to know, like, was it necessary that it took 45 minutes? You did a lot of analysis of should he be taking this much time? Like, is it is it strategic? Is 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 this like over? Like, that was so crazy to me because I came in. And Carlson was down so much time. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, Carlson's going to get destroyed 
for some reason on this one because I came in and he was down by like 45 minutes. And in one move, Carwana, it all, is went, just, away. It all went away. And I didn't know it was at the shift or like, I mean, so what happened? I mean, okay, we could dive really into the weeds here. And I, it's awesome to me that you're following it a lot. Of, I mean, Hess and I just went and got lunch um, after the show and, and we like to do our own kind of debriefing session where we get to maybe give some of our own kind of off the record opinions and also um, just sort of, you know, take a breath and be like, wow, what did we just witness today? Right. And, and overall, there's been a lot of games in this match for those who've been following and know that there, you know, there's been times where it's our job as commentators to frankly add more excitement than there actually is um, Mm. in, in, in a game that maybe have headed toward a peaceful result for a while. But the truth is, in the games that we haven't had to do that game six, for example, in card one, almost one. And then game eight today, I mean, okay, it eventually ended in a draw, but there was legitimately real winning chances for Fabiano. And and we think that he was much better. And in that conversation, sorry for the long winded answer, but in that conversation, it's important because, you know, in, in the debrief, we kind of came to the conclusion that we were both pretty critical of card time management. And, I mentioned this in game one. I think I mentioned it again in game three. So depending on how close you've been following, I've been sort of outspoken and kind of referencing Mikel Tal's amazing book, which was basically an autobiography of his match with Bodvinik in 1960. You can literally just look it up, Tal Bodvinik 1960. I think that's what the book is called. And But one of the things Tal talks a lot about is recognizing that when you're in shape, you don't mismanage the clock in a way that you do sometimes when you haven't played for a couple months. And Fabiano has not played as much as Magnus. So when Magnus is really thinking, James, you can trust that Magnus is thinking because like he has something to think about. He's either worried or there's some legit going on. Mm. Fabiano has had several moments in this match where we've been critical because in hindsight, it just didn't make sense for him to take that much time. And I'll, and I'll give you proof to that pudding. For those who are listening to this that are actually real chess fans, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So he took he took 45 minutes on C5 which was, of course, the correct move. And then the next couple of moves were forced. But then the move that he legit should have been taking time on, he played in like a minute, which was this move rook A to D1, which was a blunder. It basically gave away White's advantage. So here's what Mikel Tao would say to that. Like, the reason why you don't take 45 minutes on a move you know you for sure should play is because if two or three moves from now, you get the position you were planning on the board, you're going to want your time there. You don't want to play instant moves in that position that you got assuming that whatever you had calculated before C5 was correct, because you're never going to see the position as good as you do when it's in front of you. So put it this way, right? It's like he took 45 minutes trying to map out every road on a move he was for sure he was going to play, when what you should have done is play the move you're for sure you're going to play in maybe 5, 10 minutes, get there, and then if you need to, take 30, 45 minutes on Rook A to D1. That probably would have prevented him from playing the bad move. So Again, like we didn't harp on this a lot, partly because Nakamura kind of dominated the broadcast, which was great. And and Robert and I just thought about it. But we were both like, like, it just, if there's one thing Fabiano like hasn't done well in in this match, in addition to kind of like the opening prep that started out slow with White, there's been some mysteries like that where I feel like if he was a little bit sharper, he wouldn't have done that. And and it might cost him a point because if Magnus finds himself and either gets a win before it's over or goes to rapid and blitz, you know, I, I agree with most people that Magnus is still the heavy favorite there. So, so we'll see. And I don't want to speak too soon. We have four games left. By the time people are listening to this, we will literally be doing commentary for uh game, I guess game 10, you know, um, on Thanksgiving. So, um, but you're right. And it didn't make a lot of sense. And uh, the fact that you were able to get a shower in in between that move 
is not a good sign because James should not have enough time to get a shower. I mean, we know James can take a long shower sometimes. Yeah. So James should not have time to shower before Fabiano makes a move that everybody saw in two minutes. I believe I showered, shaved, got dressed, made a coffee, and Carwana still did not make a move. There you go. Right. I listened to Hikaru for 45 minutes. And it was all entertaining. So you almost, like I said, brought him on at the perfect time to really deep dive. And uh, the chat room, I I, know I was talking to on uh, last week, I did a live stream workshop. So I streamed last Friday for, I want to say about eight hours, almost straight. And we were yeah, building. By the doing- way, Luke, sorry, I don't want to interrupt. I want you to finish. But Luke was saying he wants to be like you now. Luke was talking <laughs> about Twitch recently. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, at, you know, I'm actually getting a lot of people are like, "Oh, I, I'm I'm interested in how you set it up and how you do this and how you do that." And I, I want to start. Definitely a big initiative I have in 2019 is to get more people into to doing this stuff because I I love it. And I I did uh, we did a workshop of building a mobile app from scratch, and we had like 200 people watching and asking questions and doing this and being interactive. And this was the first time, like I present in, in front of, you know, small groups, huge groups, thousands of people sometimes, but it's not this interactive, you're, you're on, you're on, right? And then I was telling my buddy, Jeff, who is the host with me, I go, I go, yeah, I'm like, this is amazing. I was blown away that so many people joined. I was like, I was like, yeah, you should really be surprised though, that there's, you know, not everyone's just watching Fortnite on Twitch. Cause we were talking about the popular shows. I yeah, go, yeah. my buddy, Danny, right now they have 40,000 people watching and I'm like, they're not even watching like they're not even watching Carl and Carwana play. They're watching just the analysis like and you guys watch, you know, and it was he's like 40,000 people. I go, yeah, it's like the number two. Like I was going today. I think it was the number five game of all games on Twitch was chess. And it was crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Like, how did you even handle did you, that? Did you see what happened on Friday? No, it happened on Friday. That's when I was streaming all well, day. This this was this was the big day. So on Friday, for the first time in the history of chess as a game category or any channel on Twitch, we were number one. Wow. So pretty. And it wasn't even the peak viewership we've had. So the most viewers we had was just under 52,000 for game one. I think the hype was there. People were just so excited for the match to start. But on that day, at the time, we actually peaked only at number three. Uh, Ninja was streaming. And somebody else was streaming. Yeah. But on on Friday, um, for game six, we peaked at about 48,000. And for a decent period of time, probably more than a half an hour, right around the 30-minute mark, we were number one for the whole time. So it was – I mean, I'll be honest with you. It really was awesome. And I know in the end, it's just like a number. And like it honestly wasn't even our peak viewers. So I should be like, oh, well, we had more viewers before. But – it was pretty cool because along those lines, it was like, obviously, we've been sort of trying to build this Twitch community and not just Twitch community, but use it as a platform to hopefully grow the global chess community. And so to like achieve that was it meant a lot to me. It was really cool. So we I tweeted about it. It was pretty special. So we were we were number one on Twitch for a for a, a realistic. And then, what you know, was funny. So I, I tweeted that and found out we were number one for a half an hour and we were kind of celebrating it on show. Also, the game was exciting because Fabian almost won his black. But then as soon as I did that, somebody actually showed me a screenshot that actually for game five, even though we peaked at only like 42,000, 
for for like a 10 second period we were also number one on that so i didn't even celebrate that right <laughs> like ninja but ninja, ninja so, stops um, st- streaming for 10 seconds and you guys popped up yeah like something happened right like a stream disconnected and then like we were number one but that's funny. so it's pretty cool yeah and now, uh yeah do- a lot of people are wa- and, I, and i said the same thing i'm like look at you 12 year olds like you're growing you're not just watching Fortnite. <laughs> it's true it's you know it's i'm pretty amazed too and i get i get 25 or 30 or 50 people watching my stream it's really cool and it's a different level um, than what I, I thought it was going to be at when I started. And I'm sure you guys would have never imagined that it would grow to the 50, 60,000 people watching. But your level of um, professionalism in these streams is really impressive. I was watching, watching and I go, wow, like there's truly like a team. There's people. It's very at a high, high level um, of professional chess uh, commentation going on. So not to toot your own horn, but if you haven't just for me, like even if you're not into chess, maybe you're you're listening to this show because you enjoy the the blue bottle or Olympia coffee that I'd be drinking every single week here. It is currently sponsoring, not sponsoring us. Not sponsoring. Or maybe you enjoy watching me uh, on my Twitch channel and I open up every show by pouring a fresh brewed coffee into my chess.com mug and reiterate that this stream is not sponsored in any way by chess.com. Um, <laughs> just my friend sent me a mug and I have to, to rep it. If you just spend some time watching this live stream, it's extremely impressive. The cutaways, the the overlays, the analysis boards, just very good. Um, and I think that's why well, that that all all that credit goes to Aaron, our producer. And we have not always been able to operate at the level we are, but um, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's amazing. Something we really want to do, and I, you know. It's uh, it's cool, and I think chess needs to do that. I think partly chess needs the entertainment and kind of the. You know, I like to think like the fun kind of engaging style we bring to it where like I think for many years, chess just didn't evolve in regards to what kind of commentary, let's just say esports or online shows should have. But I think adding that, I feel like we've had the entertaining kind of personalities and engagement for a while, but we haven't had the level of production that like you would want for a show like that. And I really feel like we're getting there. So I appreciate hearing that. Honestly, it means a lot. So how do you feel uh, you're welcome, by the way. So how do you feel overall, though, about this entire championship that's happened? Like from a high level, like yeah, this episode's so, coming out on Thanksgiving. So people will probably be watching game. What is that? 10, 12? Yeah, it'll, it'll be game 10, 10 on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So how do you um, feel? How do you feel? I mean, so by the time it gets there, I could I could feel differently. Right. But right now, after game eight, um, I think Robert and I said, you know, I think I ended the show today with some, I said a lot of action, no satisfaction. Right. And uh, that's the PG term of, you know, whatever, like a, a tie is like kissing your sister or something like that. That's okay. That's an okay thing to say. It's just an old saying that kind of, it's just like, look, I really wish we had some, um, some kind of moment that was a little bit more defining. We've had a couple of narrow escapes, which in itself is thrilling. Um, but as much as I'm like, I appreciate, I think, the high quality level of chess these guys are playing more than the most of the viewers. I mean, not more than, I mean, with, you know, Robert Hess is a stronger player than me. We have other top players. So I'm not, I'm not on the level of the best of the best in the world. But okay, in terms of percentage, I'm in like the top 1% of chess people that understand what's going on. And even that, like I admit, I'm, but I'm still a fan of the game. And as a fan, I want to be entertained, right? And there's been some moments where you kind of wish, you wish um, some different paths were taken, some opportunities were created. Um, Differently, but at the same time, I mean, that's that's what this level of chess is about. And how do I feel about it? I feel uh, 
I will I will say this. So regardless of how I like feel as a fan, legitimately just as a commentator, I'm a little surprised we haven't had a decisive result yet. Like given the advantage Magnus had in the game, given that Fabiano was technically winning in a game, and then given that he really I I I mean Robert and I both said I we thought at one point that Fabiano was going to win this game, and even Hikaru who is kind of an outspoken rival of Fabiano and is criticized at times for being, you know, he he, uh, he can be harsh on his American rival. They have their own rivalry. I won't get into it. But, I mean, today, I mean, Hikaru joined. It was like, like Fabiano just has a fantastic position and he made a brilliant opening choice and we all expected him to win. So so I, I feel a little disappointed as a fan. As a commentator, I'm not surprised. Um, but even as a commentator, like I'm saying, like I'm, I'm, you know, I would have thought we had a decisive result at this point. So, gotcha. Yeah, and and right now, people haven't been watching. You know, it's four four four. Uh, today was a draw, uh, which uh, kind of semi predicted, but you you really never can know. I would say, um, from watching these games, I don't really think that you can accurately predict even going into some of these 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 kind of last 20 30 minutes because i was even watching and go, okay things are getting down to 15 minutes each and then you're like well you know time now it's almost time crunch right as as, as people that were taking 45 minutes move there's not 45 minutes left to take so you can't take that much time and there's a few slippery slopes that could absolutely occur during that time so yep. it's very interesting to watch um and, and i've been enjoying it a whole lot so you guys are definitely. Well, dude, I want to check it. out your. You got to ping me the next time you're. Uh, actually, I'm just going to go to your Twitch channel and follow it right now, so I can get a notification. The, get those follows. Um, get those follows. It Give me, it's my name, James Montemagno. Is, is, is it just your name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that cutie right there. There you go. There you go. So I'm going to follow you. I'm actually following you from the chess official chess.com chess Whoa. channel, but I use that on some of my apps, and then I'm going to follow you from my personal. Daniel Wrench, hold on, I gotta, I'll go there on my phone while we're, there we go again. This while we're at it, because I want to get a note. I want to, I want to get involved in this, and at some point here, I'd like to become a normal human being too, who gets to like, um, you know, tweet his or or, or stream his hobbies as well mm. and have some fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'd like to do as a human being. So we can we we know. can start. I think I think it's just getting active and getting kind of what you want to Dude, do you have 418 followers bro yeah not not bad right i just followed you now you got 419 dog. boom yeah it's been i would like notifications about james yes i would like notifications about james ring that notification bell become a part of the notification squad <laughs> Go to the yeah i was watching a, uh, a youtube video one time and at the end you know they're all about ding they go ding that bell and become part of the notification squad i was like that is stupid i'm going to use the heck out of that just non-stop yeah i so, love that uh yeah oh somebody said something the other day that i meant to use it today and pawn it off as my own material and i forget what it was darn it there's nothing I hate more than thinking of something great that I could have pawned off as my own and failing to do so. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's that's a way to, to live to, to to live life and just do it. That's uh, you know, hey, make your, somebody's got to live that way. Make your dreams come true. Yeah, it's really fun. I've been I've been having a lot of fun. I do. It's very clear that people like to watch me code, but I still do gaming too. Like I did a a gaming stream Saturday night. I was like, I just have an hour to blow. I'm just going to go on and uh, kind of a. Uh, this person that does speed runs of the game that I was playing was just on and got real active. So sometimes you get someone and now you're just kind of having a conversation with them. And that's kind of the fun part. But like when I watch the chess.com streams, like today, for instance, 
uh, chess bay and what is it? Chess face, chess face, face chess, face chess. Uh, They were having a sub giveaway, like face off, basically. (laughs) Win car. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And they do that on other people's channels, too. I don't know who face chess is. I know who chess bay is. Um, And she's a legend in the online world. I don't know who face chess is, but he's also a very, very big uh, philanthropist in the online chess community and whoever he is, uh, eternally grateful for his support of everybody. Yeah, it's super, super cool. I did that in some of my other streams that I watched some of my coworkers on and give a few random subs here and there away. Right. And, and people get really blown away by that. And it's a cool feeling. It's a cool community feeling that we got going, but, um, well, you know, I'm going to continue to watch, but, uh, I'm, I'm very excited that we were able to sit down and, and get another podcast going through, through urban hiking and through, um, through watching do it all. Carwana take we've, sur- we've survived several moves, um, some urban hiking, some draws, um, and and we're still here, buddy. Me and you I'm here. Well, I think that's it, Danny. I think I just I uh, I I feel for you. I don't know how you're because I was up at seven and you were already streaming for like two hours or something, or an hour or something crazy. Uh, so I I'm definitely feeling for you on this. Uh, on this grand adventure that you and Robert are having. I don't know how you're doing it, but um, tip of the hat uh, to you, good sir, uh, over there on this on this amazing analysis. So keep it going. Thanks, man. Well, um, love you. Give Heather my best and uh, enjoy, enjoy your week. I will. I'll talk to you later. Love you. See ya.